Welcome to the Small Towns Big God Podcast. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do it anyway. One and welcome to episode 13 of the Small Towns Big God Podcast, a Bible study podcast where we will dig into verse-by-verse discussion while speaking to how the Word comes to life in our everyday personal lives. My name is Dax Bruner, and I still live in Gober, Texas. I've been traveling around to youth groups, preaching, filling in, having fun. Um... Yeah, wherever needed. It's awesome. And across from me is Josh Slott. He is the one and only pastor here at Ivanhoe Baptist Church in beautiful Ivanhoe, Texas. Yep. Pretty Still, hazy today, though. It is hazy outside. It looks like England out there. It does. Yeah, dreary it's, it's and good... sad almost. Mm-hmm. But we ain't sad in here. Here we go. We're just two guys that have been led to ministry doing what we are commanded to do and evangelize through all means available. So, Internet, here we are. Here we are. We don't know what we're doing. But we're going to do it anyway. As always, that's what we do. All right. Just two goobers, one from Gober. Yee yee. <laughs> it's funny because I said yee yee. Anyway, all right. So what's happening, man? We got a lot going on this week. Yep. Big day tomorrow. I am excited. Tomorrow's a big day. Yep. Pure, not perfect at Savoy, First Baptist Church in Savoy. Um, man, it's coming down to it. We got a, a lot of planning, a lot of work. A lot of and, work. And uh, it's going to all come to a head tomorrow. I'm so excited for this. It's going to be awesome. Silent disco, here I come. Mm-hmm. I will stage dive tomorrow. <laughs> that's a, a pretty short stage, but. that's I'm old. Yeah. That's the extent of my stage diving right there. What is that, about a three-inch step? Yeah, I think that's about it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. I can do it. Anything else? What's happening? We got a uh, uh, baptism. Yes. Sunday. Yes. Yes. Alex. Yeah, baptizing my, my little girl Sunday morning. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to tear up, on I guarantee you. Yep, I will cry, there's no doubt. I'm an emotional softy <laughs> when it comes to that. Baptize so. all, be all three of my children that I've had the, the honor and privilege to baptize myself. Isn't that something? It is. That is something. It is. All right, I guess that's it for me too. I'm filling in at Man, 7th of May next week. Yeah, um, it's October. It's almost, yeah. the year's almost done, it's son. October. We've got some fall fest coming up. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh-huh. Uh, are you guys doing, uh, what are you doing, trunk or treat thing? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, what we do, we, for community reasons, we, we come together, all the churches. Mm-hmm. And we do it at the school parking lot, and we have games and candy. And some is in Just the trunk, to, some is out of the trunk, but there's some some games. And candy will be candy. served yeah, at this thing. Time. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I might have to check that out. I am a fan of the candy diabetes anyway what else man That's we're gonna finish first john today finish first john today for we're in first john chapter so five it will be a surprise in two weeks <laughs> what we come back with yeah uh to you guys out there and to us yeah right now <laughs> i'm always surprised when i come in here because i'm rarely prepared i'm kidding <laughs> i've usually at least read it yeah. I'm, I'm kidding don't ever say that like on a sunday morning though i'm rarely prepared <laughs> <laughs> good morning church I'm rarely prepared. I'm rarely prepared for this. Oh boy! You know something that I learned, and I tell this is my advice to any new, someone new who's starting to speak in front of others, yeah. whether it's youth or adults or whenever. The worst thing to do, and I've learned from experience, is to <laughs> get up there and the first thing you do is apologize for what what's about to happen. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's that is bad. Yeah, you start off on a on a. <laughs> A negative oh, I've note. I've done it. I've done it probably a handful of times. You know, I'm sorry. This is probably not going to be very good, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dude, 
Really? You did that? I have. Wow. You know, maybe not in the exact words, but. You implied that implied this was not going to be. This is good. I'm sorry if you don't enjoy this. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Just a dirt dumb country boy. I'm, qu- <laughs> I'm quoting Bear Reed. Stop apologizing. <laughs> yeah, he says that a lot. Uh-huh. Quit saying you're sorry. Okay, all right. How sorry are you? Yeah. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yep. All right, I'm going to read like always, and then we'll jump back in. First uh, John, we're in chapter five. I'm going to start in verse 13. We're going to stop in verse 21, and that will complete this portion of the study. All right. So it says here, concluding affirmations. It says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching, in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there, and there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know, we know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. Mm. That last sentence sums it up, doesn't it? All right. Back to verse 13. So, what we got going on here? Well, it's that kind of, we know that we have eternal life. Mm-hmm. This I have written these things so that you believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know, mm-hmm. that you have, know that you have assurance of your faith. Yep. So, what it's saying is we use God's Word because this is what He's written. He's written God's Word to, to strengthen our faith, to assure our faith. God, God intends us. It tends for us to have insurance of our faith. Correct. He doesn't want us wavering back and forth each and every day. Am I saved? Am I not saved? Right. You need to be confident yeah. in that faith, in that yeah. promise. Exactly. Yes. And that's in the assurance ultimately rests in the promises that God has made, and we only find those promises inside God's word. What we have to see, and I've heard I've, this, I didn't come up with this by myself, but I've read it a couple of times and heard it. But when we open God's word, mm-hmm. this is our burning bush. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Right. This is our burning bush. Sure. You know, like so. This is how God speaks to us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, reading God's word will give you assurance of your faith. I'll be dang. I mean, yeah. And and this is that's that promise is where our hope comes from, right? A lot of right. people ask me all the time, "Why are you the way you are? Why are you so optimistic? Why are you always yes. pushing forward? Why are you this? Why are you that?" Because I have hope in that it's, promise. It's a whole different outlook on things. Yeah. I just, I have hope in that promise. That's it. That's it. You well, know? don't you see all the chaos going on in the world? Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yes, I and do. And it's going horribly. And, and guess what? get worse. I'm not surprised by any of no, it. I'm not either. Because I've read this. And I just don't stress it. But don't. I don't. No, I don't. I have hope in that promise. Uh-huh. Whether I'm here or whether I'm there, I'm winning. Right. Either way. Exactly. Either way. Right? So, and just like we just said, you have to have confidence in that promise and it says this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will he he hears us keyword 
according to, according his, to will. his will. Yeah, uh, not ours. Right, not, not ours. Our, that's where we get it messed up too, right? This is what I want. Well, right. That's not how this works. God, why have you answered this prayer? Well, is it, it's not my will. Is it selfish? Is it yeah. something you want? Is it <laughs> yeah. something I want? Yeah. Yeah. My, my prayer life changed quite a bit whenever I realized how that works. You know what I mean? I always pray that God's will is done in my life. Not I don't I don't go asking for selfish things. No, and, and man, if someone is sick, I want God to heal them. Sure. But I understand, too, that I want him to do what's according to his will because mm-hmm. he has a purpose, he has a plan. That's right. Uh, John, he's um, I got, I've got some notes here. Yes. Um, he's recorded in his gospel and in this epistle at least three requirements before God will respond to our prayer. Mm-hmm. We must be in close fellowship with God. For one, we must be in close fellowship with God. So John 15, 7 says, If you remain in me... My words remain in you. Ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. Mm-hmm. It's not a genie in a bottle. No. That you stay close to me, you stay in my word, you're going to pray according to his will. Yes. Just like we read a, a couple months ago in First John three twenty two, it says, and can receive whatever we ask for from him because we keep his commands and do what is pleasing in his sight. We've talked about how if your children are complete, knuckleheads mm-hmm. and disobedient mm-hmm. when they ask for something they probably ain't going to get it right but if they're if they're good kids they're doing what is right they're very respectful and they're 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 honoring their father and mother they're probably going to ask for something that you're going to grant them anyway sure do we we don't ask for stuff we know we're not going to get no rarely ever we do that right uh, number two believers must love one another and be in unity unity, unity. yes all right that sounds pretty good. Well, we're going to go back to love here. I love John it. fifteen twelve. Yep. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. Yep. We must be in unity. Got to love each other. We've got to be in close fellowship with God mm-hmm. and unity with one another. And three, we must make requests according to his will. will. Yep. We talked about, we just read it. You if, in in verse fourteen. Now yep. this is the confidence we have before him. Whenever we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's correct. And then if we drop down even into verse fifteen, it says, "And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know no. that we have what we asked of him." And then my little commentaries here it kind of sums up really what we were both just saying. But it says the emphasis here is on God's will, not ours. When we communicate with God, we don't demand what we want. Rather, we discuss with him what he wants for us. If we align our prayers to his will, he will listen, and we can be certain that if he listens, he will give us a definite answer. And it says in all in caps and an exclamation point, start praying with confidence, right? And that's, that changed a lot for me when I really started digging um, to not be timid in my prayers, to go confidently, you know, that, that, when I ask for God's will to be done, that that's exactly what's going to happen in my life. And then when opportunities come to me based on his will, you take them. Yeah. And and pray expectantly waiting, wait yeah. expectantly, not yeah. waiting like, eh, I waited two seconds. It didn't work out. I'm going to do my own thing now. Right. Right. You got to have patience. Right. You got to have patience. I got three prayers that if you want God to answer a prayer, here's three prayers that he will answer. You ready? Yes. Father, forgive me for I've sinned against you. He will answer that prayer. Yes. If you legitimately are sincere. Yeah. I'm uh, all these are I all know these this are done. firsthand. Yeah. yeah. Two, Father, may your will be done. He will always answer that one. And three, 
Give me strength to obey your commands. Oh. He will do all those three things. And I know this. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Give me strength. Ha <laughs> ha. Got it. Yep. All very, very good points and very valid points. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm very excited about this Pure Not Perfect event. And my my testimony. Those three. It's right there. Yeah. It's right there. Because I none of that could be done on my own. None of that. And it'll be very clear when these youth hear it tomorrow. But um, I'm telling you right now, folks, everything Josh just said. We're both living proof that this is how it works. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Then let's go into verse 16 here. Were you, were you good on 15? 14, yeah, we're 15? good. All right, here we go. Verse 16, it says, If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those who sin. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. All right, then we drop down to, where am I? I'm not saying that you should, I'm not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death, right? Okay, so it's confusing. Hit it. Okay, so let me read you. you, you Riddle me this. All right. (laughs) <laughs> let, me, let me kind of another scripture that is kind of saying a similar okay. similar thing. Break it down. All right, James 5, 19 through 20. I love James. Right. My brothers, if any among you strays from the truth and someone turns him turns him back, let him know that whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save his life from death and cover a multitude of sins. So if you're a true believer mm-hmm. and you're caught up in sin, mm-hmm. we should pray that you will repent and turn back to God. Whoa. Pray for your brother. Repent. Pray for your brother that but they repent. If you are a true believer mm-hmm. that is caught up in sin, mm-hmm. and then that sin leads to death, mm-hmm. there is no reason to pray for that person. That's right. Anymore because they're already with the Lord. Yes. That's, yeah. That's I mean, I know it's that. like, well, it may, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no reason to pray for someone who's already with the Lord. Right. It's less efficient. Right, because there is <laughs> sins that lead to death. Absolutely, there are. Right, that, yes, that happens. It does happen. So, why would John write this? That's an excellent question, and I think you're going to answer it. Well, the, the, there are people during that that time that there were people to like there are people today who believe that you can pray for forgiveness. Okay, for a person who's already dead. Oh no! Basically, pray their way into heaven, as we yeah, know, we like can... the Mormons. They they do like baptism by proxy. Oh. To get someone into heaven. Yeah, you can't do that. All sins, no, we have to note that all sins eventually lead to death. Correct. Right? For a believer to continue on a sinful course may shorten their life. Agreed. It's it's possible. Sure. I, I'm sure we we can think of sinful things that we can do that that can lead to a shortened life. Dude, I was on my way. Like, I was on my way. I was going to die. There was no right. doubt. You know, so yes, I agree totally with what you're saying. And, and just look at some examples from Scripture. Some of these... Um, some sins that may lead to death quicker. Quicker, uh, talk about the Lord's Supper. Okay. Paul's very serious about this in First Corinthians eleven thirty. He says, "This is why many you are sick and ill among you. Many have fallen asleep. Why? Because they've taken the Lord's Supper in vain. They haven't taken it seriously. Mm-hmm. And so that's why many are sick. You're getting sick, and you're getting ill. And some have fallen asleep, i.e., died, die, mm-hmm. because they are mocking the Lord's Supper, not taking it seriously. They're not taking it seriously. Yep." 
And then there's uh, what about Acts chapter five? Ananias and Sapphira. I bring oh. that up all the time, Dude. man. Boom, dead. You know, oh, you know, boom. God strike you dead. Yeah, it's they, possible for God to strike you dead at any moment. They lied. You know, they lied you, and they died. And not saying that this is how it's always going to happen, and I don't know when it happens, if it's ever happened in service. I don't know. That's not for our business. No. But to know that if you are a true believer who's continually living in sin, for some reason, you are not glorifying God. You're not benefiting the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And what is to stop from God from removing you and just taking you home? Nothing. Nothing. I'm not talking about unbeliever. I'm talking about a believer. A believer, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's what people need to understand. When we're, when we're talking about all of this, typically we are talking about believers you know what i'm saying i mean what the the ananias and sapphira story i mean that really when i when when i share that with people it's amazing to me how many people don't know that story to be honest with you you know what i mean i mean they 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 straight up lied uh about what they were giving and god struck them dead where they stood i mean he just did it and that was that so yeah, and he's not talking about any particular sin. He's not talking about one no. sin. He's just talking about persistent, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a hardened heart, <sighs> being rebellious against against the Lord. Sure. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Because you know, sin is sin. I it mean, is anything. The separation will be removed. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that means. I mean, you're, you're. I mean, look at someone who's who's, who's hindering the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it may take a while, but at some point, God will remove you from that situation. It will happen, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Right. And and you know you you said you mentioned repentance, and that's something that that we get away from, and something that we don't necessarily like to talk about as as people. But you know it, you cannot you cannot proclaim to be a Christian not live in repentance. Repentance is a continual act. Yeah. It's over it's and over and every over again. Single day. Every minute we of every day. We make poor decisions mm-hmm. each and every day of our life that we need to repent from. Sure. Absolutely you do. And I I think that I don't think that there's enough emphasis put on that. I really don't. I really don't. As 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 believers, I don't see it a lot. No, just don't. no, and, and and I think that we, and that's why we have to get in a habit of reflecting on our day. Mm-hmm. Now, there's incidents that occur that as soon as it happens, I know I messed up. Oh, I do same. There's also incidents that I just go through my day and I don't even realize until mm-hmm. later. You know, you you reflect back. Okay, how did my day go? Where mm-hmm. did I mess up? Right. You know, um, we want to we want to be uh, convicted of it immediately. Sure, but we ain't there yet. But we're not. We're not. We're there not yet. there yet. And I, I tell you, something else is that I am actually blessed with a circle, with a group of friends and believers, brothers and sisters that hold me accountable to mm-hmm. that too. You gotta you know? have it. You gotta have it. Gotta and have you gotta it. and you gotta be open to accepting that. You know, and it's not a criticism either. It's we're trying to help you here. You and, know, and again, you know, and I would tell you know the same thing for me, but I would also tell them that. Expect me to maybe get a little frustrated with you when you tell me. Yeah, oh, but I sure. will come around. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I will because come around. you know, it's all done. It's all done in love. It doesn't always sound that way. No. But the but it, that accountability is a loving act. It really is. And and you know, as much as we don't want to, you know, accept it or admit it, it is. It is. It truly is. Unless you need continue it. to act a uh, act a fool is not loving you. That's right, and if you and if you humble yourself and accept that accountability from somebody else, it's amazing how fast you can move forward. Because if you're sitting there, 
you know, if, if somebody's holding you accountable in a loving way and you're resenting them for it, well, that just turns into anger, which turns into more sin. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's funny. You see, and I, especially working in law enforcement, I've seen this where it's like, okay, you have a child and, and they, they mess up, you get them out of it. They mess up again, you get them out of it. Uh, and a lot of times after a while, it's like, I've heard parents say this, or I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it again. Mm -hmm. You know, I've shown you so much grace mm -hmm. that apparently you're not going to learn from it. Mm -hmm. So we're, you're, you're on your own. And it's funny when people say that and they think that's a great idea, but then that's basically what happens in Matthew 18. That's mm -hmm. what Jesus says, how to deal with, with, uh, with unrepentant people. Yeah. You know, those who are not showing any improvement or nothing, you know, to, to show grace, show grace, show grace. Mm -hmm. But then if there's no repentance, if there's no remorse, right. it's time to cut your ties and hope that works. Right. So on the flip side of that, so you're talking about in law enforcement. Right. Let me tell you the other side yeah. of that, because the best thing I'm a felon, I'm a criminal or was a criminal. And the best thing my mom ever did was tell me no. Yeah. I needed, I needed cash. Yeah. Okay. And my mom said, and I quote, me throwing money at your problem will not fix your problem. Right. And she was right. Best thing my mom ever did was let me sit in jail for a minute. And I tell you what, years later, you know, after I got through all my garbage, years later, my mom felt so bad. My mom was like, oh, I can't. I, I abandoned you. And I was like, mom, you did the best thing for me. Right. I said, look at us now. Look where we are. Look what we're doing. You know, how awesome is that? And she was like. Okay. I mean, you know. Right. It's hard. She, it, it is it's hard. hard for, it's hard it, for parents to do that to their child. Absolutely. I'm sure I wouldn't know, but I'm it, sure. It was uh, tough. But And it's the same thing, but it's hard for, for a brother or sister in Christ to do that to another believer. It is. It is. You know, but, but it's, it's necessary. We want to we wanna keep showing grace. Sure. Because we keep getting grace shown to us. We do. We do. But like but you say, if there's no repentance shown at some point, it's time to say, hey, yeah. You know, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean. I know. We, we, we all know what we mean. All right. Here we go. Verse 18. 18. Sounds good. Yep. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. Uh-oh. Hey, repentance. There's that where we're at. The one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Yeah, Satan controls all this nonsense. Yep. And then we know also the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true by being in the Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God. <sighs> he is the true God and eternal life. Okay. So, interesting. Look at 18, 19, and 20. Yes. We know. We know. It says that. We know. Mm -hmm. We have like this triple guard of safety. Mm -hmm. We know we're free from sin. We know we're free from Satan's touch. Mm -hmm. We know we're free from the world's power. Yes. We know these we things. We know. We know. I mean, we've received spiritual understanding. We know the the, the true God. We are in Christ Jesus, the source of eternal life. Boom. Why do we keep messing up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say it all the time. I mean, most of this stuff was written thousands of years ago. And we ain't wised up yet. No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> we haven't. I haven't. And I, I love it how he ends it. Mm -hmm. It just, I mean, just kind of go. It's really just doesn't even. It does, but it doesn't go along with what he's been writing in this last little little bit. Right, right. It's just hey, 
one more thing before I get out of here. Here we go. You know, remember, we are God's children. Mm-hmm. Keep yourself away from, from idols. idols. That's Keep it. Keep yourself from anything that doesn't that, that doesn't make you follow Christ. It keeps you away from having a close fellowship with Christ. Yep. Keep away from it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. And I'm, I I talk about this all the time, but I mean, it anything can be an idol. Anything. Anything can be an idol. Anything we and I tell these youth all the time. I was like, y'all have it way worse than I did. I had to go looking for stuff. It's six inches from your face all the time right now. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, by the way, I'm teaching a breakout on social media tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this ought to be good. Yeah. But um, but it's true. I mean, I, I say now more than ever that anything can be an idol, and there's so much out there that people idolize. It's just, you know, I don't know what else to say about that, but it's just... Anything. It, anything. Literally anything. And, uh, yeah, you got to be real mindful about what you put before God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So what do you think? First John. It's a lot there. We're done. We're done. We finished it. Yay. I know. It only took us six months. Six months. It's not bad. Not. I don't think so. No. And I think we covered it very well. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. All right. We ready to hit it? Yes, sir. All right, bow your head and let's dismiss. Father, as always, we're humble and grateful for your word. We're thankful for every opportunity to share it. We're thankful for the message that you give us uh, as we promote the the podcast uh, to share your word and expand your kingdom. Father, we ask you to put your healing hand on anyone that needs it and continue to bless this message and uh, bless those that receive it. And we ask all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.